0: Hi, and welcome to the Everywhere podcast. We're a global community of founders and operators who've come together to support the next generation of builders. So the premise of the podcast is just that, founders interviewing other founders about the trials and tribulations of building a company. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Manchu, how are you? Hey, Will, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good,
1: good. Great to finally be doing this. I and we tried a couple of times with travel and it's finally happening. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, excited about this. And thank you for inviting me for this podcast.
1: Yeah, I thought we could start just to kind of give the audience a little bit of a flavor. I guess when, when we first connected, I thought it was a great story. I remember having a nice day. Uh, in mumbai that was the first time we met in person right we got a couple chats i remember that day very clearly in maker Maxity, and that was right near when that the new geo center had just getting completed there we were in that area we were near ascending that school bus i think the artist sudarshan shetty right
0: yeah bst bus which is like an artwork which is put up there yeah we yeah. took a photo of there, yeah
1: yeah yeah so that was a great first time to meet to meet and then i think after that that's what we you know, you were just raising your first round and we were excited to be part of that journey and how you got there really resonated with me. So I think that would be a great place to start. If like, you have a very interesting, as a serial entrepreneur, an interesting journey and how you've reached the vision for Kayal would be super interesting, I think, to share with the community.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, shout out to Jitesh Lutra, who actually introduced both of us. Yeah. He was earlier with Bloom Ventures. Now he's with Leo Capital, just, you know, for the audience' sake. But he the was ultimate super-
1: community builder, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, so he connected us. We met, and also part of the reason why we got connected is because both of us have been building for the space of impact. You know, like you came from Baba Jobs, and you know, mad, mad respect for what you built back here in India. You know, when you were doing it back in the days, we had heard like great stories about you. So you're like a legend to us for doing what you did. And uh, when he actually connected with you, my first insight was like, whether I raise money from you or not, it doesn't matter. But I just wanted to sort of, you know, genuinely meet you and, you know, get some perspective about what I'm building and whatnot. But yeah, coming back to the introduction part, you know, for the audience, I'm Himanshu Jain and I'm the founder of Khyal. What Khyal basically means is, you know, it's a literal translation to care in Hindi, in Persian, and, you know, many other languages. And the vision that Khayal has is to be able to build a single place for senior citizens to do everything that they can post their retirement. And we try to, you know, help them with their post-retirement problems, which is, you know, which is done in a very, you know, in a very unique way where we try to, you know, engage, educate, and empower seniors by giving them the independence to be able to do things themselves. And digital literacy is like a huge, huge part of it. So, you know, this is my second impact startup. Prior to this, I built a company called Diabeto, which was acquired by Livongo Health in 2017, which later on went and merged with Teladoc in 2020. And, you know, I love building in the impact space. And, uh, uh, I hope you know we are able to create more impact for senior citizens, which is a very underserved market, especially here in India. Because uh, traditionally, people have been building, you know, brick and mortar businesses around healthcare and you know healthcare at home sort of services, mostly services model. But nobody was thinking from a technical standpoint. So we thought we will come and solve all the technical problems of seniors and try to empower them to become much more digitally independent. And, yeah, that's, that's you know, a small introduction that I wanted to share with the audience about ourselves. Yeah.
1: Oh, thanks, you and, and, and I think that's a great segue into figuring out what was that moment when you decided, okay, this is what I have to build. And Kayal is what I'm going to spend, you know, the next big chunk of my life on.
0: Yeah, so, you know, the thought of Kayal actually came to my mind, you know, when I was spending time with my father during the time of pandemic. And it was that time period when, you know, all the elderly were facing a lot of difficulties at home. And at the same time, you know, my cousins who live abroad were reaching out, saying that, you know, please help our parents. There were friends and, you know, other people who reached out, you know, to help their parents and elderly folks. So that was the time period when I actually realized all the challenges that an elderly faces, especially with the problem of you know belongingness what happens with seniors is that especially now you know if i'm taking an example of my father after a certain point they start feeling that you know uh, they are being neglected by the society and that's when they start you know going into a shell and they become less socially interactive they are not you know moving out and doing things that they used to do normally And that's the main reason why, you know, the loneliness is such a big issue among this particular segment. And when I heard, you know, this firsthand from my father about, you know, when he lost my mother uh, and uh, it's been a while and, you know, it's been a very lonely journey for him from there. And I've been busy doing my last startup. I was very busy with that. I, uh, you know, I've not been able to spend enough time with him and I was away from home. So uh, it became a huge problem, you know, for him, uh, because I could not give him enough time. So when he openly, you know, told me about all these things, that is when I realized that, you know, this is a big, big problem that people of our age don't really understand. But only and only when, you know, seniors open up, then, you know, we actually come to know what's going on in their life. So the first thing. That came to my mind was, you know, let's build some type of a tech product. I wanted to actually go out and build like a hardware product because our my last company was a hardware company. So it was very obvious for me to, you know, just go out and build another hardware device for them. But the more I researched, it became very obvious that, you know, they wanted us to basically create something which is most primary uh, sort of a problem statement for them, which was digital literacy so we thought why not you know start building a community of seniors and that's what we did we you know started putting them into a whatsapp group started understanding their problem statements started solving them for free and that's when you know a lot of folks told us that you know hey why not you charge us a subscription so we started like a subscription mo- model very early on but then the perception of these services was not very you know positive especially from the standpoint of a, a senior citizen because they demanded for the children's time you know they did not want the children to outsource this to someone else so we said hey you know this is not working this is not the right way to do it let's take a step back and go back to the drawing board and try to figure out a new solution so that's when we actually again pivoted it's a very early experiment that we were doing so experiments you know, generally fail. And then, you know, we kept on experimenting a lot of things. I think we started building our first product in 2022. And, you know, that's when we started building the app. That also happened because the community became so large is that, you know, we it it was like more than 10,000 seniors on different WhatsApp groups. So it just became very difficult for us to moderate them. And uh, that's when we decided that, you know, let's create like a unified platform where we can get all of them together uh, and also safeguard their identity identity because it's very important and at the same time you know try to help them in the best possible way and that's the reason why we created Kayal as a super app for senior citizens and now we have more than 500 000 seniors on the platform so you know it's like a it's like a big, big achievement because uh, earlier people used to think whether seniors would really adopt uh, digital technology or not, whether seniors would actually use an app. But then when we started teaching seniors, we figured out they already know a lot of stuff. It's just that we've not been able to spend enough time on them. I mean, look, when we were kids, you know, our parents used to teach us. But at this point of time, when they need our help, we're not there for them. and that's what Kayal is trying to do is teach them basic digital literacy. So, you know, that's the difference that I think we've been able to make so far in their lives.
1: Oh, great. Yeah, because I think, uh, obviously, you know, they didn't grow up with access to, you know, w- with apps to happen, you know, yeah. way later in their lives compared to, like, you know, for example, our kids, right? We've kind of had it from day one now, and even us, we got it. You know, midway through our lives, or even in the first quarter of our lives, we had access to this, and they had it in the last quarter of their lives. They have had access. So it's a, a huge thing to learn, and and most of these, I think, most digital products are just not designed with this cohort, this user group in mind, right? So I think it's it's. It, I often find it very challenging. I often see a lot of senior citizens. To struggle with technology in general because it's really not very few companies or products have been designed with
0: them in mind. I feel hundred percent, yeah. And I think which is what should be taught, you know, uh, maybe in schools or colleges. You know, how do you design an accessible product, uh, which which is designed in such a way that everybody can use? You know,
1: yeah, because I think for this segment, yeah, there's maybe a lot of the cohorts you're working with are you know perfectly very literate in language. But it's a digital literacy. And I think, you know, it actually it reminds me a lot of the problems we face, you know, building Baba job where people just didn't have the same. It was either very new to digital and then also basic, there was also language literacy in various languages. I and mean, that's what we had to build in you know, a lot of local languages to just to give people access, right? And, and so in a similar way, there are different challenges you got to solve for, but in some way, they're all kind of usability challenges, which a lot of the, I think, you know, I think a lot of the new apps that are built for, let's say, people between 18 and uh, 35 years old and a lot of the new social apps and all they're built for that cohort and a lot of this is assumed right that people know how to use this they know what this means this swipe this stuff right but i think when you're building with with cohorts which are new to digital be it you know someone who's who's 20 but just hasn't had exposure or someone who's 70 and and has had exposure there's <laughs> there's some similarities in the techniques so how do you bring that i'd be curious how do you how do you bring that empathy to the whole team and make everyone, how does everyone like feel that on a day-to-day basis at Kaya?
0: So one of the filters that we have in our selection process is that, you know, we hire folks who have genuinely faced this problem either at home or around them, you know, and who are really passionate in building for uh, the elderly. And uh, each one of, you know, our team members have a different story to tell because they've either experienced this or uh, they've seen someone at their, you know, uh, in their family uh, suffer through this particular, you know, phase of life. Uh, so they truly believe that, you know, if they can build something which can change the society, then it can cause a lot of impact. So building a purpose driven team is very very important and driving that culture uh, right from day one is very important and which is why we are like super super careful in terms of hiring uh, we obviously you know like to uh, hire people who are uh, you know very skilled but at the same time we try to hire people with the right attitude and which is why we spend a lot of time with them before getting them in so uh, so that you know we are very very with our hiring. So we have around 25 people in our team, including both the founders but uh, you know all of them uh, are very very passionate.
1: okay, great No, that's that's important I think especially keep that um, I think I found it you know as you grow as you raise more capital, and, you know, able to pay people closer to market rates, it, it's tougher to kind of suss that out from people. A lot of people will say the right things and you're talking to them, but it's tough to find. In the beginning, I find it's a little easier because in a, anyway, you're taking, you know, a big pay cut potentially, and you're working on something impactful, it kind of it naturally filters out a lot of those people. But when you uh, get a little bit further down, and you can actually, you know, hire people from, let's say, bigger tech companies.
0: And I think uh, hiring people with a startup mindset is also very important because unless, you know, people have gone through the pains of building a startup, you know, it's kind of difficult for, you know, people who enter new into startups to understand, you know, how how the journey is going to be. And uh, uh, what, you know, I generally like to tell people is that, you know, do not look at the destination. Just try and enjoy the journey because you know journey is what matters the most, right? So, work should be play, and you know that's what is gonna keep you excited at all points of time. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a good philosophy to follow, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to also just you know as you're going through the journey, like what are the main things that like what keeps you up at night now where you are in the business? Like what are the main things that kind of constantly play on your mind?
0: So you know thing is that we are growing very, very rapidly. And in order to sustain growth, of course, you know, with that, people come up with like a lot of new problem statements. And especially when you're trying to build like a super app, uh, what happens is that, you know, data sort of becomes very important because uh, only when you're a data centric company, you will be able to sort of understand, you know, what are the right problem areas to keep building further. So right now we are at a stage where we are consolidating data and trying to figure out what are those, you know, most important factors uh, in the product life journey, which is going to create the next, you know, milestone for us. So of course, you know, there are certain milestones that we have already, you know, chalked out, uh, but uh, it's very interesting to see new patterns and new data points because, you know, there is no repository or no report out there, which has this kind of data and it's all new, you know? So it's just very interesting to sort of see new data points and visualize them and, you know, try to figure out, you know, what's uh, the next feature that we might, you know, launch. So, yeah, so that's that's what keeps me awake. And, you know, uh, there are a lot of uh, new stuff that we are working on, which, you know, we will soon launch. So, yeah, look out for those new features i would I would say,
1: okay. and is there any because uh, I one thing that obviously for this cohort that obviously keeps uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons you you started as well was that they, you know the senior citizens are one of the most heavily targeted uh, communities for for fraud, right and scams yeah. and so. You know, I I, and I think that was a lot of the inspiration for you starting off. But then I think as you kind of grow bigger, you also become a target for some of those folks. And so, like, how, how do you guard against that? Or well, keeping it a safe community and making sure that you know you help to minimize the potential for stuff like that to happen.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a very great point that you mentioned uh, because you know frauds are a major major problem for seniors at this uh you know stage in life in fact uh, 80 to 85 percent of the fraud in our country is actually targeted towards senior citizens and uh, uh, when we actually heard about their problem statements uh very early on while building our product uh, we realized that they are afraid of doing online transactions because of this fraud because they're primary bank accounts become vulnerable generally whenever there is an instance of fraud you know the fraudster will just try to you know uh, take away money from your single you know bank account and then when we spoke to their children we figured out that the only way they were trying to solve this was to open a secondary bank account so we said that this is a place where we can definitely innovate and along with this there was another major problem which was Uh, discovery of all the, you know, offers that senior citizens actually deserve, which are available on certain portals, but it's not, you know, put onto like a unified platform. So we said, you know, why not try and figure out something along the lines? Because if you're building something on e-commerce, then why not include this as a package? And then the third problem statement that we identified was that in our country, in india credit is not offered to senior citizens very normally uh, it's always offered on collateral basis that is because seniors don't have typically a you know source of income because they they are not working so it becomes a major problem for them if they need financial support and which is why credit cards are not being offered to senior citizens so we said, let's club all these three problem statements together and try to figure out a unified solution. And which is why we came up with a Khyal card as a uh, you know a prepaid visa powered card for senior citizens, specially created for them, which automatically creates like a virtual bank account for them, like a secondary bank account, which gets connected to their children. So then they can send them financial uh, assistance. And then manage, you know, uh, the, the money together as a family remotely. And at the same time, they can also help them with small money mistakes that they make on a regular basis. So, you know, you can together work as a family and, you know, try to solve it remotely. Because this is a card, you know, creating all the offers and issuing them right at one place became, becomes very easy. So we got all the senior citizen offers on products and services which are relevant for them. And then this, the Khayal card also has a cyber protection plan. So then your money is actually safe. The third thing is that you also get your loyalty point in form of Khayal coins. So seniors generally don't get their loyalty points because they don't have a credit card and which is, you know, something that they miss out on. So uh, we created loyalty points which can be redeemed on different rewards which are created on the app. And the fourth thing is that we created an assistance layer just like, you know, Amex. Amex has this concierge type of a feature similar to that. We have created a concierge, digital concierge, which is now much more acceptable and uh, you know curated from the perspective of a senior citizen. So things like, you know, uh, booking tickets online or sending them, you know, uh, helping them uh, book medicines online, or it could be diagnostic tests and things like those, you know. Got
1: it. No, that's great. And 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 is there any, like, you know, as you've gone through the journey and worked with this user group, are there any widespread kind of beliefs about senior citizens that you feel you, that are totally wrong, that you disagree with?
0: Yeah, the first belief was that you know when I initially started this venture, uh, a lot of people, you know told me, "Hey, we don't think that an app is a solution for seniors, uh, but actually we proved them wrong. you know, numbers prove proved them wrong because they could only see what they are seeing at home. But you know, it's actually a very evolving uh, generation. That, uh, and and as generation, you know, move, uh, we are seeing a new, uh, I would say, a new generation, which is becoming senior. So if I have to give you stats, every day in India, more than 25,000 seniors, uh, 25,000 people turn 60. Uh, so it's a huge, huge number. And uh, we are seeing that, you know, currently there are uh, 140 million seniors which is like 10 percent of the entire population and very soon this is going to double in another next five years so even the government of india recognizes this and you know they are trying to prep in terms of how can we you know uh, create like a support structure around this and for which the government has actually created a fund which is called as a uh, i think it is called Sage Fund, yeah, Sage Fund, which basically helps entrepreneurs to start building for a, in this particular category.
1: Okay, I thought it would be called the Silver Tsunami Fund. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: Silver Tsunami is a very common you know word which is being used these days. Yeah, yeah,
1: it, is, yeah. it is. I mean, because I, I, I think you don't think. I think most people don't think about it, at least in the global context. They think about India's demographic average age. I think is still 27, 28 years old, right? So. When people yeah. think of India today, they don't think about this part of the population. But it, as you said, it's a fast growing part of the population. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the size almost, you know, in, in, a, um, in a, almost 300 million people. It's the size of the US today, will be the size of the senior community in, in yeah. India in, in not too distant future. So it's something that's a huge, untapped kind of opportunity from an entrepreneurial perspective, and then also, you know, as a a society, as from a government, these things, you know, these transitions always require a lot of partnership between public sector, private sector, to be able to kind of successfully kind of deal with those transitions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then one question I had was also I was curious of like you know when we always join when when we join the the fund community we always ask people what is their superpower right like what do people come to you for Uh, I wanted to ask you you know when when someone thinks of himanshu what's your superpower
0: I think uh, problem solving is one of my superpowers Uh, you know right from uh, my childhood I just you know loved solving problems. In fact, I think I should give the credit to my dad, you know, I was very bad at math, when I was a kid. And my, my dad actually, you know, kind of changed my opinion about math. And he said, you know, uh, it's, it's like playing a game, and you just need to, you know, solve. And, you know, it's a game, which it's like a puzzle, you know, why not just keep solving? I just kept solving for fun. And then You know, it just became like, you know, every time somebody throws a problem at me, I like to solve for it. So my team often comes to me with like a lot of problems that, you know, this happened, that happened. And like, you know, how do we figure this out? And this is something, you know, I feel that everybody should try and imbibe in their teams as well that, you know, problem solving is an art. And uh, I think um, people should often find, you know, pleasure in solving problems rather than running away from it. So I feel uh, rather than piling problems, we should just keep solving and you know you'll be happy. So
1: yeah. So that's I guess that's your role as a founder and CEO as this problem solver in chief, right? That's Yes. Yes. You need to be able to, whether it's a HR problem or it's a you know any type of problem, you have to be well equipped to solve True. anything from your toolkit, right?
0: We currently don't have an HR. So I also act as an HR right now. So, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. And great. And, and, and as, as we kind of wrap up, uh, I just wanted to see if there's anything on your mind that, like, you know, what's, what's something super interesting you've read recently or podcast, uh, anything that's kind of comes to top of mind there that you want to share with the listeners?
0: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm reading a book, which is very interesting. Again, it's on the same topic. That I am actually, uh, you know, uh, talking about. It's called Stage Dot Age, and it's uh, by Susan uh, Wilner Golden, and it's about how to understand and serve people over sixty. And this is a very interesting book for me again because you know this is a subject that you know I'm studying on. So uh, for me also, it's a constant learning. And the other book that I am reading currently, it's called Algorithms to Live By. Uh, So it's like, you know, you are like a, you know, walking AI machine, and then you're trying to recognize patterns and trying to understand, you know, how things work in your life and uh, how can you predict the future. So, yeah.
1: Oh, great. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's that, that's super interesting. I mean, I just someone just gifted me that book, the new Mustafa Suleiman's book, The Coming Wave uh, about about AI, and you know they're the founder of Deep Mind. so I'm, I'm eagerly kind of started digging into that. Uh, but uh, no, that's fantastic. But uh, no that's it's been, been great to uh, to hear your perspective. and much, we're so happy to have you as part of the the fun community. And uh, looking forward to I'll keep reaching greater and greater heights and and being being there to support you through it. So
0: thank you and thank you for being so supportive. You know I should definitely thank everyone Scott, Jenny, and Joy, everyone. You know from the uh, everywhere uh, community. I think you know you've been like like a constant stop support for us throughout the journey. And uh, you know, I I would definitely recommend. Uh, I always recommend, in fact, you know, everywhere to everyone. So everywhere to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you
1: very really much. Obviously, we can always keep keep getting better, and but and uh, but we're happy that that you're happy, and that's that's the end of the day. That's the job, right? So, <laughs> it's yeah. to, you know, I call it venture assistance, right? You're here to help any way we can. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you listening, you might also be interested to learn more about Everywhere. We're a first check pre-seed fund that does exactly that, invests everywhere. We're a community of 500 founders and operators, and we've invested in over 250 companies around the globe. Find us at our website, everywhere.vc, on LinkedIn, and through our regular founder spotlights on Substack. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next episode.